Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. 72 hours ago, we felt really good about the season starting overall, and particularly about what might be in store for the White Sox? Baseball has a way of doing this. Everyone feels like they have a chance. And in a season where there's going to be eight playoff teams from a, a league and there's only 60 games, obviously those things make you feel better about the chances of the White Sox making the postseason. Here's the other thing about 60-game seasons. They put a spotlight on what your problems are. And it becomes a lot easier for anyone to look at some of the issues that you've already had and go, ah, those are magnified in a 60-game season. I am not the biggest Ricky Renteria fan. As a person, I think he's great. I think that he's someone that belongs in an organization. I'm not sure that he should be managing the major league club. This is where we're at already in the third game of the season. Granted, 5% of the season is now over. And the White Sox got blasted on the south side today by the Twins. It, it was ooh, it was hard to watch. It was really, really difficult to watch. Similar to Friday night's game. Although in Friday night's game, at least they, they fought back a little bit before it got out of control. The fact that we can talk about serious issues of lineup construction and deployment of your starting rotation, and we're only three games in, is an issue. Ozzy brought this up on Friday, and he's 100% right. Giolito should have McCann catching him. I understand that people are like, well, you just got to have whoever is out there catching you. In a, in a season where every game counts, you need to give yourself every single advantage that you can give yourself. And putting McCann with Giolito, even though you spent big money on Yasmani Grandal, I think made sense. So that's one issue that I have, is that that, that was an easy fix. It's not an easy conversation, for Yasmani Grandal, but it's an easy fix. You know that those two guys work together. You know that you had a situation with Giolito last year where he seemed to click. He seemed to click with James McCann. And sure, the rest of the guys are going to have Grandal. And honestly, you could still put Grandall in the lineup if you want. You can DH him. You could DH him on a lot of days that he's not catching. 
So that's one thing. The other thing is you you look at, and I know that Leori Garcia made up for it on Saturday. He was wretched at second base on Friday. And I feel like, and I'm not here to bang the drum for Madrigal because I might be the only person that doesn't believe that Nick Madrigal is Dustin Pedroia. All I'm saying is that it is it is a legitimate hole on their team that they don't have an everyday professional second baseman. That's a problem. You need one of those. And it wasn't made more clear than, than this past weekend that you need someone who can play there. It's not Leori Garcia. It's not Nicky Delmonico. I think both of those guys project better as utility outfielders that if you're in some sort of emergency, you're going to use those guys at second base. Let me throw a little bit of good in here. Through three games, Luis Roberts seems to be exactly what everyone kept telling us that he was going to be. You talk about a guy that doesn't seem phased by being at the major league level, he doesn't. And you're seeing a level of confidence from him at the plate that is remarkable. Chris Comka had this. I retweeted it. You look at the hits that he's had so far in his career. He's got four hits, right? Here are his exit velos. 115.8 on a single, 103.5 on a double, 102.4 on a single, and then 111.4 for his home run that didn't even look like he got all of it, and yet he was still able to, to get it out of the ballpark. He is grown man strong and so far is fearless at the plate. I expect the teams are going to adjust. I expect that they are going to throw him mostly off-speed stuff. But even today, he hits mistakes. And and that, to me, is the sign of someone who's got an opportunity to be something special. He hits mistakes. If you leave it hanging over the plate, there's a good chance that Luis Robert is going to destroy the baseball. So he has been as good as advertised. I've enjoyed watching him so far, and I look forward to him doing more. Which brings me back to the lineup. I get that this is a young player that you're trying not to do too much with. So you're batting him seventh because that's where Ricky likes to bat young players that might be good. He likes to put them in seventh. I think that Luis Roberts should be batting higher. Not because of some old school, like he's a four hitter, he's a three hitter, he's none of that. Just because... It works out. Your best hitters should hit more. He's one of your best hitters. Let him hit more. Especially when you're talking about lineups that have had Nikki D hitting second today. I can't get with that. I'm really happy for Nikki because I, I, I enjoy him. I like him a lot. I'm happy that he made this team. You can't have him batting second. You just can't. I'd like to see those guys flipped, and I get that maybe Ricky is thinking, well, I don't want to I don't want to then have a lineup that is Demonico, Mendick, Garcia. 
at the bottom of the lineup because maybe you're giving up two innings there with those guys because none of them got a hit today in the nine at-bats that they got. But I'm saying if you have to front load your I – want, I want Luis Robert, his, all of his hits to matter more, and I want him to get more bites at the apple than Nicky Delmonico does. I don't think that that is something that is outrageous to ask. I was asking the same thing with Tim Anderson, and maybe I was wrong on that because Tim hasn't settled into the leadoff spot, at least so far this season. But I don't know if you can mess around with this. Like It's so strange because if we were talking about a 162-game season, then you'd be talking about, well, this is a season to get to have Robert get adjusted. He seems more adjusted than anybody right now. He doesn't seem to be phased by any of this. So get him more at-bats when you can. Now look, you went out and signed Edwin Encarnacion. So that pretty much eats up your designated hitter spot, right? You signed him to be the DH. You signed him to hit home runs for you. I expect that he will continue to pull the parrot out and hit home runs this season. The bad thing for the White Sox is that I think Aloy Jimenez is a DH. I've said this before. I'll say it again. He doesn't have a good sense of what's going on out there in left field. And he's going to get hurt again playing out there. And he got hurt today. Jimmy Pearsall used to be, the the White Sox announcer, um, used to be the score analyst when it came to baseball. He had a very simple way of talking about defense. He was a a well-renowned defender. And it's simple. Ball, wall, ball, wall, ball, wall. Not the rapper Paul Wall. That's different. If you look back on the play where Aloy got hit, he never looks back at the wall. At this point, you got to take his glove away to protect him from himself. But I'm sure that once once he feels good, they're going to put him back out there again because there's no place to put him other than left field. You're not going to put him at first base. You're not going to DH him because you've got Encarnacion. It's hard for me to blame Ricky on that, but someone has got to get through to him. It's not a game out. I mean, it is a game, but it's not a game out here playing in the outfield. And we have seen him now multiple times get hurt playing left field in situations where he shouldn't get hurt. You've got he's got to be doing all sorts of of wall drills from now on. You can't have him running three quarter speed into the wall and think that he's going to be okay. You'll see outfielders when they're tracking the ball, they'll have their throw hand out, reaching for the wall. Guys will also take Notice of, okay, the surface just changed from grass to dirt. The warning track, I'm getting closer to the wall. You've probably got three steps, maybe four or five mini steps before you hit the wall. You can't have a player that is this valuable to your future. Put his future and your future in jeopardy 
because he doesn't know how to play left field. The White Sox have got to work with him. Like they, it's, it is a priority for his health and the health of your lineup going forward. It is a priority. Now let's talk about Reynaldo Lopez. I think I'm the last Reynaldo Lopez fan. And he's not giving me a lot to go on. And he hurt himself today. I don't know if he should have been the guy that went out there and and pitched the third game of the season. But he got drilled today. The the White Sox as a whole got drilled. He goes two-thirds of an inning and gives up four. Before you blinked, it was four-nothing. Gio Gonzalez didn't fare much better. So I'm not sure what you do. And I think that everyone over there at the White Sox is, is really frustrated because they they think that there is some talent with Reynaldo Lopez, but he just can't get out of his own way. So now you've had a bad start from your ace. A bad start from the guy that you're projecting is going to do well. And Dallas Keiko pitched really well on Saturday. And now you, you get ready for your next series. And there are already some questions about what to do. Lopez has got right shoulder tightness. And that's something that you never want to hear. Aloy is maybe got a concussion. Because he can't protect himself playing left field. So I I get that it's the beginning of the season. And I know that everyone is like, well, you know, it's still early. Still early doesn't quite work for a 60-game season. Sox are going to Cleveland. They're going to have Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, and Lucas Giolito. That's who they're going to be starting. Let's see if they can do well. That Giolito versus Shane Bieber matchup on Wednesday seems real interesting. But there's already stuff in here that makes you concerned. All you have to do is finish second to make the playoffs. That's it. A little frustrating, right? Yeah. I was screaming at the TV, too. Some of this stuff can be avoided, though. And they need to they need to fix it. I've offered some simple solutions for the White Sox that are not... These aren't difficult things. Wednesday, when Lucas Giolito starts, James McCann should be catching him. I don't care that Shane Bieber's pitching. If I need Grandal's bat in the lineup, fine. Edwin has to sit. But I want want the best battery matchup that I can get for Lucas Giolito. You can't even come close to winning or making the playoffs if that guy reverts back to what he was in 2018. And if he needs the comfort, and he won't say this, but if he needs the comfort of, of the catcher that helped him succeed last year, so be it. He might not say it publicly. He might say it privately. I would say it privately. 
So I'll have more on this on the score tomorrow starting at noon. I'm sure Herbie has some things to say about it. I'm looking forward to that too. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We'll have more to break down. There's more baseball, but it's clear that there are already some issues with this White Sox team after they get blasted. Stop. Oh, another thing. Stop pitching to Nelson Cruz. Like, that's enough. That's enough already with pitching to him. Just hold up four fingers and send his ass down to first base. Because you know what he loves doing? Ripping your heart out. Loves to do it for the White Sox. White Sox get blasted 14-2 on the south side. They are now 1-2 as they head to Cleveland. Thanks for listening to the podcast.